America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. <laughs> Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. We are trying something a little different today. Hope it goes okay. For those of you who are listening, it probably doesn't matter. But we are trying to do some live streaming and broadcasting to my YouTube channel is Dr. Dan R. And we will let you know where to find uh, these episodes. Uh, those of you who are on my email list, as they are linked on all of our websites to archive.org, and they will soon be available on the YouTube channel and uploaded to iTunes, at least for 2019. So that's a little project we're working on today. If you can see me today, you know that I'm bundled up. I'm wearing a coat. It's a little cold here in the office from where we're broadcasting. And we are broadcasting from Las Vegas, from the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, which is where I work, one of our sponsors. The other sponsor is First Nation Medical Board. First Nation Medical Board licenses alternative practitioners of indigenous medicine throughout the United States for those who do not have a licensing board in their state, or for physicians who need dual licensing. Both of these entities are working with the Crow Nation. The federal government, in case you didn't know, gave the Indian nations the right to exercise jurisdiction over what they call traditional medicine. federal government said they would not exercise any jurisdiction over it for its liability purposes. Natural medicines, imagine that, since conventional drugs are killing 250,000 Americans in this country every year, and alternative medicine is killing no one. For this reason, the Crow tribe has exercised its jurisdiction over the practice of indigenous medicine, which no state in this country has yet done. This is the opportunity now for us to preserve, promote, and protect indigenous medical practices, which include all things alternatives such as complementary medicine, integrative medicine, holistic medicine, and so forth. So now you've got a little bit of a education from me and those with whom I work. And there are others, and we'll mention them throughout the show. Well, one of the things we like to do on the show is we like to review obituaries. Sounds kind of boring? Well, I suppose it could be, depending on what you're looking for. We're looking for those who have died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had within the last week. So this is fairly recent. We're looking at those who died locally here in the Las Vegas area as well as those who died internationally around the world. You should check your obituaries and see how they compare. Why do we do this? Well, we have a problem in this country. Life expectancy is declining. Life expectancy in the U.S. for an average American citizen is about 78 years of age. If you're a woman, it's a little more, around 81. If you're a man, it's a little less, around 76. But that life expectancy has been declining during the years 2015, 16, 17. We're waiting for the results to come in for 2018, but we're fairly confident that life expectancy will have declined for a fourth year in a row, setting a record the United States. We tied the record that was set back in 2018 when life expectancy had declined for three years in a row, possibly due to First World War, a flu pandemic, which we've talked about in detail on this show that was a doctor pandemic because, well, viruses like the flu, quite frankly, are innocuous. They are very easily treated with homeopathic medicine. In fact, those who went to homeopaths during that time 
at a 99% survival rate. Those who went to conventional doctors during this time had a 30% fatality rate. And those who died in homeopathic care most likely were either seeing both physicians or had already seen the conventional medicine and the damage had been done, which at that time was overprescribing or inflammatory. So if the flu is happening in your area, in your family, or in your life, know that the best course of treatment is homeopathic medicine. Now, there are many companies who provide excellent products. One of them is Ocinococcinum. This is made by Boron, but it's only one of many companies. The reason I like it is because you can buy six files for an individual or 12 for a family. It's relatively inexpensive. We're talking maybe $20 for six, 35 for four. But from each vial, you can actually get about six doses. You simply fill the cap as opposed to taking the whole vial, and you can actually get more out of it. Why is this so? Well, in homeopathy, it's not about the dose or the concentration. It is about the frequency. So if you have an ailment and you're using homeopathic medicines, the more acute it is, the more frequent you take it. Could be every five to 15 minutes until you start feeling better, and then you could back off to every hour. But once you're feeling better, you stop taking the medicine and save it for a rainy day. Sounds like a good proposition. Why? Well, because this medicine doesn't go bad. There's really no expiration date for these types of things, despite what you're told. In fact, there are studies that show even conventional medicines are good for up to 14 years beyond the expiration date. But be that as it may, we emphasize natural approaches. And when you read that someone has died from the flu, we need to dig a little deeper. The question is, what did they do to treat the flu? Well, we're going to have some fun today. We are going to come back from the break and start reviewing our obituaries. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And if we answer your question on the air, we do have a product we provide you that helps increase circulating stem cells in your blood. That's a value of over $80, not including shipping. So please feel free to email me with your questions at droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, royal, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. We'll be right back. Great news, Reno. Our world-famous Marshall Mint of Virginia City, there for decades, is now moving to the historic Reno Town Mall, located on South Virginia and Peckham. Our new store has items you will not find in traditional jewelry stores, like gold and silver bars, Nevada Commemorative Series, the NT Railroad, Wild Mustangs, Bonanza Kings, and the Bonanza Discovery Coin, and Angels of the Day, and our Lord and Savior Series. You'll also find one-of-a-kind estate jewelry priced at unbelievable prices, as well as old silver dollars, gold nuggets, gold and quartz jewelry made with genuine precious and semi-precious stones. See the free world-class precious gem crystal metal and rare element exhibit in the Marshall Mint at the Reno Town Mall. Many of these specimens come from all over the world, and you'll see a five-pound gold nugget. Now you don't have to traverse the Geiger Gate Road to get to the world-famous Marshall Mint, because now it's right here in Reno at the Reno Town Mall. That's great news, Reno. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference of Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown fun. Beefies, the best little diner in the biggest little city. Cheeseburgers extraordinaire, chili cheese omelets, and the best milkshakes in Midtown and Reno. Beefies, try the full Beefies menu and beer on tap. Beefies, South Virginia at Arroyo. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to the Midtown fun. Midtown matters. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? 
body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. It's your worldwide invite to Charbecue the Butcher's Kitchen. Perfection in tri-tip, rib tips, and brisket. Rotisserie chicken with the white sauce. All hardwood smoked. Old world sausage aged to perfection. Wood smoked fire. Charbecue the Butcher's Kitchen. 7689 South Virginia. Call in and pick up dinner. Charbecue the Butcher's Kitchen. Get in and get real. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We're back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and my radio engineers just informed me that we have another glitch. So we won't be broadcasting live today, but please know that we're working on live streaming. We're working on uploading all shows this year in 2019 to iTunes, where they can be accessed by those who are looking for the royal treatment. Currently, they are archived with archive.org. That is an internet library where these can be found. And when you go to any of our websites, such as turtlehoneybandclinic.com, you can find the links to those archived shows. Well, as promised, we're going to review the obituaries. Now, keep in mind, we're looking at people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had here in our local area, Las Vegas. First, you have an 18-year-old man, a guitar major at the Las Vegas Academy of Arts. He passed away from suicide. We have a 35-year-old woman, an elementary school teacher for Clark County School District, who passed away, leaving behind a seven-month-old son. Again, she was 35 years old. 54-year-old man who passed away. That's younger than me. We have a 56-year-old man, an avid archer, golfer, and car guy. He passed away and leaving behind a son and daughter. We have a 62-year-old man who had a career in real estate but suffered from trigeminal neuralgia and passed away. If you don't know what that is, it's a painful condition of the face, the seventh nerve. It's usually a viral condition. And guess what? Medicine has no cure, so to speak, for it. All you can take is pain medicine, but really nothing to adjust the underlying viral condition. For that, you need other alternative therapies. It could be autologous blood therapy, where the blood is oxygenated using ozone or hydrogen peroxide to kill circulating viruses. And then we've talked in the show how to reduce Epstein-Barr if it's active by reducing Nagalase. We'll talk about that a little later. We have a 63-year-old man who worked in wholesale plumbing business, passed away at home after a long illness. 72-year-old man, former U.S. Army veteran who loved cooking and managed a hotel casino restaurant, passed away. 73-year-old man whose wife and nurse died nine years ago, preceding him in death. He passed away. We have a 74-year-old woman, a certified drug and alcohol counselor and minister, passed away. It's tragic that we lose some of these people because we need more like them. We have a 74-year-old woman who was survived by her only daughter and two grandchildren, passed away. A 75-year-old man who worked in the financial industry with Thrivent, he passed away. 75-year-old woman, a bookkeeper for her husband's law practice, passed away after a year-long battle with cancer. We have a 75-year-old man, a baker, who worked in several bakeries, including Caesars Palace Hotel Casino, passed away. We have a 75-year-old man, a former U.S. Army veteran and colonel, who worked in education, passed away from cancer. 76-year-old man who loved to golf, passed away at his home. And an 80-year-old woman, a violinist, church and choir member, who passed away from cancer. 
Now, those are people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had, according to our life expectancy in the United States, here locally in Las Vegas within the last week. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will review the international celebrity notables who also died this past week from diseases that they shouldn't have had. Why is this happening? I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to the Royal Treatment. Stay right with us because we'll be back. Call Sarasic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna love your new smile. Sarasic Dental for a perfect smile. Sarasic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x-rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. Sarasic Dental for a perfect Call smile. Call 827-1113. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference of Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. City Mart and City Gas in the heart of Midtown. City Gas, 18 years of low gas prices with City Mart, good quick food, liquor, tobacco, and slot machines. City Mart and City Gas at the intersection of Center and Virginia Streets. Midtown Reno. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown fun. Experience the difference. Midtown Matters. Looking for family entertainment? How about remote-controlled car racing on Nevada's largest indoor dirt track? Whip it RC Raceway and Hobbies. No equipment or racing skill is necessary. Rental cars are available and the staff will instruct you. All ages are welcome with classes for beginners, weekly races, and a monthly competition with a $100 cash prize. Want to buy your own one-tenth scale RC car or need parts on repairs? Whippet has a full hobby shop featuring recognized brands like Lowesley, Associated, Traxxas, Axial, and more, and now carries drones and drone parts. Whippet is the perfect venue for birthday parties or company and other special events. That's Whippet RC Raceway and Hobbies, located at 1005 Standard Street off Panther Drive Exit in North Reno. Give them a call today at 775-686-8415. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Whippet RC, offering family fun for everyone five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz Tune-Up. Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. We're back, and I'm Dr. Dan Boyle, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion before the break, uh, looking at celebrity notables around the world. Some of these you may know, some you may not know, but they're considered celebrities in their respective countries who all died within the last week from diseases they shouldn't have had at too young of an age. First, we have Clark James Gable, the grandson of actor Clark Gable, American actor and TV host. He died at 30 years of age after being found unresponsive in his home. No cause of death was given for Clark. We have Carrie Ann Lucas, an American disability rights advocate and attorney, died at 47 years of age from complications of septic shock, which means that she had a systemic infections and medicines, antibiotics could not get her well. 
Brody Stevens, American comedian and actor, died at 48 years of age from suicide by hanging. It's always curious when these kinds of things happen. The first question I have, and we all need to be asking more questions, is what medicines was he taking? What medicines was Clark Gable taking? Because when you are taking antidepressants, they have a side effect known as death, which can be by suicide. In other words, they can make you worse, not better. And we always need to keep this in mind when we're seeing patients as alternative physicians. The first question I always want to know is what medicines are you taking? We'll talk about that a little more later. We have Vicious, an American rapper who died at 51 years of age from complications due to cancer. Jeff Adachi, American attorney and San Francisco public defender, died at 59 years of age from a heart attack. Nestor Espinilia, Filipino banker and governor of the Banco Central, died at 60 years of age after battling tongue cancer for one year. We have Jose Artagnan, Brazilian actor, died at 64 years of age from liver cancer. Mark Bramble, American theater director and producer, died at 60 years of age from cardiovascular hypertension or blood pressure that was not being controlled despite whatever medicines he was taking. I've had patients who were taking four different medicines to control their blood pressure, and guess what? It wasn't being controlled. In fact, we had a patient like that in my office today. We'll talk about her a little more in a minute. Nick Cafardo, American sports journalist for Boston Globe, died at 62 years of age from an embolism or stroke. By the way, I had a patient last week who had something similar happen because of a drug he was taking. Paul Blackwell, Australian actor, died at 64 years of age after his long battle with cancer. Paolo Brera, Italian novelist and journalist, died at 69 years of age from a heart attack. Cody Ramakrishna, Indian film director, died at 69 years of age from a lung infection, again, from which antibiotics had no cure. Mohammed Kasru, Bangladeshi journalist, died at 70 years of age from complications due to diabetes and pneumonia. Steve Lawrence, American journalist with the Associated Press, died at 71 years of age from cancer. Robert Avalon, Brazilian journalist, died at 72 years of age from a heart attack. Peter Tork, American musician for the group The Monkees, died at 77 years of age from complications due to adenoid cystic carcinoma, a type of cancer. Frank Balance, American politician and former U.S. House of Representatives from North Carolina, died at 77 years of age from complications that occurred during surgery, a medical mistake. Beverly Owen, American actress with the show The Munsters, died at 81 years of age from ovarian cancer. And finally, Victor Bannis, American author, died at 82 years of age from liver cancer. Well, that's what's going on around here locally and around the world in regards to people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. And it's quite a list. Of course, there are lots of other people who died beyond their life expectancy, and kudos to them. But the purpose of our show is to help empower you, the listeners, with information you can use to achieve that for yourselves. Remember, it wasn't too long ago on the program where we talked about the woman who recently died who was the oldest living woman in the world? Do you know how old she was? Would it surprise you if I said she was 129 years of age? This was verified by her passport. She was a Russian woman who lived in Chechnya. Now, what's interesting is that the woman before her, who was the oldest living woman in the world before she died, also was a Russian who lived in Chechnya. She lived to be 128 years of age. So it is possible to live a long life, and if you're going to live a long life, then live a long, healthy, productive life. So let's talk a little bit about some of the patients I mentioned 
Uh, one, we had a patient who we saw today that was on several medicines to control her blood pressure, all to no avail. We ended up taking her off of all her medicines, and she was every bit as good as when she was taking her medicines. But there was something that we recommended that has helped her keep her blood pressure under control while taking no prescription medicines. One of the things that we found quite useful is a therapy combination we call photon protocol. You can read about this by going to First Nation Medical Board, clicking on the tab, IMIRB, which is Indigenous Medicine Institution Review Board, where we have a study for certain patients who qualify, patients who have elevated Epstein-Barr titers. We're talking Epstein-Barr early antigen, such as this person. Patients who have elevated nagalase, such as this person, which is very common when you have a virus or cancer, and her patients have elevated AMAS levels, which is their cancer antibodies. The photon protocol is actually a combination of two treatments, or actually more than that, but it's two pieces of equipment. One is pulsing electromagnetic field. One of the things the pulsing electromagnetic field has been shown to do, and there are many studies on this throughout the world, is to increase cellular voltage, something you're going to never hear your conventional doctor talk about because he has nothing for it. Your cellular voltage should be 70 millivolts or higher. Now, when it drops below 70, let's say it gets down to 60, you start having disease or pathological symptoms of disease. If it continues to drop and you get down to a very low level, such as 20 millivolts per cell, you now have an environment or a milieu we sometimes refer to uh, for cancer. Now, there are a couple of ways to deal with that. We need to put cancer back in reverse. Some people believe that cancer is an end-stage cellular degeneration that results in pathogenesis. There's a life cycle that our cells go through before that happens. And we've talked about it on this show before. It was the theory that was promoted by Antoine Bechamp, who was contemporary of Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur said the disease is on the outside. Bechamp said, no, it's on the inside. But the man with the greater influence and PR won out, and medicine built its entire profession, its entire industry around killing everything out in the environment, as opposed to focusing on making the environment within healthy, such that it could not be adversely affected. This theory was later proven as the uh, physicians were able to observe this life cycle under the microscope. Dr. Enderlein, a German physician in the 1930s, identified these, these various organisms that occur between symbiosis and pathogenesis and developed products to treat them to help put cancer back in reverse. There's only one company in the world that actually makes these products today it's based on Enderlein's work, and that is the company Sanum, S-A-N-U-M, in Germany. But that's not the only way to reverse cancer. It can be done through frequency medicine by putting the energy back in the cell. So th that is one of the things that is done by pulsing electromagnetic field, which we combine with a photon sound beam. Now, this has a couple of different properties. It has a radio frequency of 432 hertz. 432 hertz is the frequency at which our body's minerals are converted, or some people would say transmutated, into enzymes. And we need enzymes to dissolve foreign particles, foreign invaders, and so forth. It also creates a plasma field. By using a ground and an electrode, it makes your body electric. And what it does with these plasma ray tubes that use argon gases, it puts ozone into your bloodstream, as well as energy in the form of photons or light, and acts synergistically with a pulsing electromagnetic field. Now, what's interesting about this protocol, it's simple, it's safe, it can be done at home, and the patient with the blood pressure problem I mentioned today, she had her blood pressure taken before and after. Her blood pressure is holding now at 150 over 80. 
which is high normal, but after the treatment, it drops to 140 over 70, which is quite remarkable considering all we did was treat him with frequency medicine. I have another patient who comes in once a week for his treatment, and his blood pressure is similarly maintained at 130 over 70 without taking any other medications. Now, we mentioned embolism. I had a patient who came in office last week who was at the airport. He's a limo driver, and he was having some trouble speaking to one of his clients. His words were slowing, slurring. He could not get the words out. Even though he was thinking the words, he couldn't pronounce them. This lasted for about 30 seconds or more. Afterwards, he came into the office. I told him he was lucky because he had what we call a TIA, a transient ischemic attack or a mini stroke. It could have been a full stroke. And he could have died, or it could have disabled him. I know people who have had similar experiences who are, in fact, disabled and unable to work because of a stroke. Sometimes we're not so lucky. Now, what caused the embolism in his case? Well, I said it was a medicine. And remember, all medicines have side effects. But this was a very common medicine. Many of you may be taking it. It is a diuretic. Now, there are many types of diuretics. There are potassium sparing and those that need to be taken with potassium. This one was called ferrosamide, also known as LASIK, that should be taken with potassium, but in this case, he was not taking with potassium. But that wasn't really the issue because the potassium levels had never been found to be at low. The issue is that if you are taking a diuretic, which is a water pill, so you're trying to get rid of excess edema, particularly in your legs, which he did not have, and I told him before he needed to stop, but did not, then you can have a problem, such as an embolism. And this is what occurred with this patient. So one of the first things we did was we adjusted his medications, and we did a therapy to help improve his circulation and reduce his plaque. Interestingly, he's been through a series of IV treatments because he was once recommended to have heart bypass. He did not want the surgery. He did a IV therapy where we uh, reduced and eliminated heavy metals. Some people refer to it as chelation therapy. And guess what? He did not need the heart bypass surgery. That was over a year ago. In addition to that, he had a blood level that's called a BNP or beta natriuretic peptide that was elevated. Now, that's elevated when somebody has congestive heart failure or it's a risk for it. He went to the doctor. He had some testing done. His cardiac ejection fraction was greater than 40, which is the minimum of what it needs to be so you do not have congestive heart failure. Actually, it may have been greater than that, but we recently retested it, and it was perfectly normal. The other thing you can test to get an idea about your plaque levels is a test called LP plaque. PLA2 or just plaque, PLAC. This gives us an idea as to what your plaque level is or your risk for atherosclerotic disease. And there are ways to treat that by reducing hardening agents, particularly heavy metals that we're exposed to in the environment, as well as calcium. But there's also soft plaque. And soft plaque also needs to be addressed, but addressed differently. We have a different product we use to help dissolve soft plaque or fat that also can accumulate in the arteries. Now, one of the things that he's going to do, he's going to follow up with a CAT scan of the coronary arteries. CAT scan of the coronary arteries is a non-invasive way to see what the blockage is in your coronary arteries. In his case, he said that one of them was 100% blocked, another was 90% blocked, and this was one of the reasons they wanted to do the heart bypass. This was diagnosed by an angiogram, which many of you know, is injecting dye into the vascular system, typically through the femoral artery. So we do, But we have non-invasive means by which we can follow up and evaluate his condition. Generally, he's doing very well. Blood pressure is also being contained and maintained by using frequency medicine. I see many patients who want to be treated naturally. Those are the kind of people that we're here to help. These are the kind of people that are taking responsible for their health and well-being. If you're following some of the presidential candidates, you know that they're advocating we need free 
healthcare. Of course, somebody has to pay for that. But there's one candidate, a Democrat, who's promoting that we should do away with private medicine, private health insurance. Everybody should be on government insurance. This is somewhat problematic because it means that in order to work with people in a drug-free environment, you become a criminal. Because when you're dealing with government insurance and you do something that they don't agree with, that they won't pay for, and you try to bill them for, that's considered criminal. As opposed to another insurance company who simply doesn't pay, the government may then try to prosecute you and put you in jail. This is why it's very important because of what these people are saying. They, are, they don't really have much of a brain of their own. They're parroting what they're being told by the powers that really control our government and letting us know what their agenda is. That should be a clue to you. And the question you should be asking is, what can I do to empower myself to take responsibility for my health? Doing as much as I can on my own naturally without medications and with supplements for the time being, natural hormones too. But the time may come when even that may not be available. There's many things that we can do to remain healthy. One of which I've talked about on the show before is called Meyer therapy. That's a digestive detoxification that is taught and utilized over in southern Germany and Austria. I've been there myself as a patient for two weeks because you have to be a patient for two weeks as a physician on three different occasions to become a full-fledged Meyer physician. The reason I like it is because it is a total detoxification program by which you can lose weight, but get healthier in the process. And typically, I will do this when my wife is out of town because I like to have a zen-like atmosphere where I can focus on what needs to be done. Recently, I did the Meyer therapy for 12 days. And during that period of time, I did combine it with exercise, which is, of course, optional depending upon your degree of tolerance and energy level. But I did it every day except for Sunday during those 12 days. And during that period of time, I lost 15 pounds and 6% body fat. Now, of course, you're going to lose inches. You're going to look better. But the ultimate goal of the Meyer therapy is to flatten your stomach. This is one of the ways that you can know that your exercise regimen is working for you. You are approaching a flat stomach. How many people have bellies in this world? Well, most of them that are overweight all around the world. It is a problem. And it's a problem that was addressed in Body for Life. But they did it differently by promoting muscle mass and tonification. Meyer therapy does just the opposite by promoting fat loss and putting you in ketosis. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to The Royal Tree. Maybe we're going to take a short break and come right back. So please stay with us. Gimme, gimme candy. Give me, gimme, gimme candy. Gimme candy, USA. Gimme candy, sunburst, chocolate rocks, salted caramel pretzel bites, dark chocolate expressos, chocolate pistachios, gimme candy coated almonds, hot rocks, and Nevada rocks. Gimme candy, everyone loves gimme candy. Get gimme at 7-Elevens, Reno, Incline Village, Truckee, Sparks, Sun Valley, and Carson City. Gimme, gimme candy. Thanks for a great year. Visit gimme candy, 405 Edison Way, Reno. Gimme candy in 7-Eleven. Gimme, gimme candy. Talking to Victor from Precision Diamonds. Victor, I remember you in the old days, Park Lane Mall, a kiosk. It's a lot different now, isn't it? Man, that was a long time ago. 1988, we've been blessed that we've been guided, and finally we have bought an amazing building across the street from the convention center. We found a better way to serve you. You know, we call it home. We managed to create amazing energy. And when we say welcome to the family, boy, we really mean it. It is a family affair. Absolutely. And we couldn't have done it without our wonderful customers who believed in us for all of 27 years. So I'm here to really say thanks to all of our wonderful family members who we started as customers who now we know each other's children's and grandchildren. All those years ago, a little kiosk in Park Lane Mall. Park Lane Mall's not there anymore, but you are still here. Yeah, we have solidified our future by buying this beautiful building on Virginia Street. So we're there to serve you. Thank you, Victor. Precision Diamonds, your local jeweler across from the convention center. 
Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed the unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. You've heard of Candelaria's Mexican restaurants. Well, there's more to Candelaria's than just Mexican for lunch and dinner. Now at the Reno location, Candelaria's is open for your favorite American breakfast and lunch. Located at 180 West Peckham in the Reno Town Mall Annex, Candelaria's is serving breakfast starting at 6 a.m. And for lunch, mix and match your Mexican and American favorites for the best of both worlds. Come see Candelaria's today. Carry out and delivery is also available. Just call 449-5502 to place your order today. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We're back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. We're now in the fourth quarter. And, of course, we have more to talk about. So let's take a look at what's in the news. Here's a story about a type of antibiotic the FDA has finally agreed the public needs to know the truth about. It's called fluoroquinolone. You may have taken that in the past. You may currently be taking it. But a young doctor in Los Angeles went public with the fact the fluoroquinolone antibiotics put him in a wheelchair with crippling pain. Now, while there are warnings about the potential of neuropathy, fluoroquinolone antibiotics now have a new risk. They may increase the chance of rupture or tears in the aorta, leading to dangerous blood loss and death. If that occurs to you, my friends, you have minutes to live at best. (coughs) This is something you need to know about in advance. The FDA mandated new warnings in the late 2018, whereby they said we are requiring that a new warning about this risk be added to the prescribing information and patient medication guide for all fluoroquinolones. Be aware that symptoms of an aortic aneurysm often do not show up until the aneurysm becomes large or burst. So report any unusual side effects from taking fluoroquinones to your healthcare professional immediately, which most people don't because they don't recognize side effects. And most doctors don't forward that information onto the FDA because they simply don't know how or don't care. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the FDA urged people to let your health care practitioner know if you are at risk for aneurysms, blockages, high blood pressure, or genetic conditions such as Marfan syndrome or Ehlers Dandron syndrome. That is very comforting to know that you can take an antibiotic that may cause an aortic aneurysm to rupture and kill you. Again, that's just one of the many dangerous side effects because the doctor who advocated against it was crippled and put into a wheelchair because of a neurological condition, not because of an aortic aneurysm. Vaccines are also back in the media. The mainstream is hyping a measles epidemic in the state of Washington because of 38 cases as of February 2019. Pro-mandatory vaccine forces in government, academia, and the corporate world are pummeling those who do not vaccinate on the theory that those who are unvaccinated spread disease because of so-called, quote, herd immunity, unquote. Now, there is a quote here by Robert F. Kennedy. He uh, leads the defense team for children's health. He says, if you're old enough to remember, measles is treated gingerly. Even the popular 1970s show The Brady Bunch had an episode which showed it to be innocuous, like the flu. 
Studies confirm those who had measles develop immunity and have greater resistance to diseases such as cancer. Imagine that. The question is, do 38 cases of the measles make an epidemic? Well, <coughs> of course not. Why do we say that? Because you can always use homeopathic medicine to treat viruses such as rubella, <coughs> rubiola, the flu, and so forth. In fact, I recently ordered some homeopathics to be used in the office, and one of those included the influencinum or flu homeopathic. We already have MMR here in the office, and there is a company that specializes in homeopathic vaccine kits that can either be taken prior to or after vaccination to help your body detox from the side effects, potential side effects of that vaccination because it contains much more than just an attenuated virus. It may contain some other elements that are carcinogenic, and we've talked about that on the program. The question we really should be asking is, why is Big Pharma so insistent on vaccinating everyone? Recently, the state of New York tried to make it mandatory that children born out of the womb receive multiple vaccinations. I believe it was up to 30 vaccinations as if they would simply die if they didn't get them when all they need is colostrum, mother's milk, which provides passive antibodies and keeps them healthy for as long as they are taking it, which I recommend be done for at least the first year of life. But the state of California did in 2015 eliminate the legal rights of citizens to exercise freedom of thought, conscious and informed consent, when making vaccine decisions for themselves and their children. Consider this. In 2018 legislative sessions, there were approximately 143 vaccine-related bills in 36 states. That's a lot of bills. That's a lot of states. You would think that we had this issue resolved. But as long as you have freedom of choice, my friends, there will be opposition seeking to take it away from you, from forces that know better, who want to keep Americans dead or dumb and dying. And there, in no case do they want you to understand that you could be healthy doing anything other than taking big pharma prescription medications. In fact, I received an email this morning from a merchant process for a clinic who simply stated that the bank, Wells Fargo, that supports them, specifically prohibits them from working with any provider who uses, quote, stem cell therapy, unquote. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Stem cell therapy is perfectly safe and perfectly legal by law in the state of Nevada. But the hidden question is, why would they even care about such a thing. Well, again, it gets back to the point that somebody doesn't want you to know that there are ways and means for you to be optimally well without drugs. Now, you may need surgery. That happens from time to time. But <coughs> we need to be focusing on what we can to be as optimally well as possible for as long as we're blessed to live on this planet and do good by ourselves, our family, and our fellow men. So let's take a look uh, at, at vaccinations in a little more detail. Now, one of the things you may not know is that there has been the National Childhood Vaccination Injury Act. This was signed in 1986 by President Ronald Reagan, but it's since been gutted giving pharmaceutical companies a carte blanche ticket to do whatever they want by passing legislation, which said they could not be sued anymore for liability. So let's take a look at that. Over the vaccine court's 30-year history, individuals and families have filed over 20,000 petitions for vaccine injury compensation. As recently as this month, even 12% of the filed positions remained unadjudicated. The payouts crossed over the $4 billion threshold. This amount was awarded in response to barely a third 
or 31% of those who filed petitions. That's 6,276 out of the 20,000 petitions. There's no telling how much more money the taxpayer-funded program might have shelled out if the court had not chosen to dismiss the remaining portions or 56%, possibly doing so fraudulently, at least in some cases. Children's Health Defense recently called attention to a glaring example the vaccine injuries bias. In 2007 and 2008, the Department of Justice attorneys exhibited highly unethical and appalling consequential official misconduct during omnibus autism proceeding orchestrated to turn the fate of 5,400 families who had filed claims for vaccine-induced autism. The potential value of the claims exceeded $100 billion, an amount that would have bankrupted the compensation program many times over. Health and Human Services Department of Justice lawyers, under pressure to deprive petitioners of the rightful relief, successfully achieved that aim through allegedly fraudulent means. In September 2018, Children's Health Defense Chairman, whom we referred to earlier, Robert Kennedy, and Ralph Hazelhurst, the parent of one of the vaccine-injured children, requested that the Department of Justice Inspector General of Congress investigate this fraud and obstruction of justice by Health and Human Services and Department of Justice officials. We'll have to wait and see how all this plays out. But by anyone's accounting, the $4 billion paid out to date as part of the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Act is an attention-getting amount of money. However, this pales in comparison to billions of dollars worth of autism claims that the vaccine court unfairly dismissed. According to Health and Human Services, fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Remember what I said earlier, most people do not know when they're having side effects, and most physicians do not report because they do not know how or don't care. And studies confirm that many health providers are unfamiliar with the system for reporting vaccine injuries. No shock there. But the shocking under-reporting of vaccine injuries also fails to account for the fact that one in six individuals who experience an adverse event following immunization have a recurrence with subsequent vaccination, often rated as more severe than the initial vaccination. Even if a small percentage of these unreported and recurrent vaccine injuries were brought forward for compensation, the entire National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, House of Cards, and the CDC's deceptive claim of unassailable vaccine safety would crumble. Again, all medicines have side effects. Please be aware of the side effects that you're taking. If you're taking multiple medications, you need to be aware of drug interactions. If you're taking more than two drugs, then all bets are off because we don't really know anything about how three or more drugs interact with each other. That's going to take some clinical acumen. I had a patient recently, a young woman who had a heart attack, 35 years of age, and the cardiologist put her on multiple meds, of which I said only one actually addressed her condition. We'll be seeing her soon. I'll be giving you a report and update regarding her condition, but I did tell her she likely had a subclinical magnesium deficiency, which we can verify here, and which thankfully, through providing her physician studies, the cardiologist did address, even though the local lab work did not support it. I'm Dr. Dan Royalist to the Royal Treatment. Hopefully you've learned one new thing, and until next week, my friends, you be well.